This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Black and Abdallah on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Abdallah weeknight 6A right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Bleck along with Adam Abdallah. If you want to join the conversation tonight, you can call us at 312-332-3776. A lot to get to tonight, Abdallah. I wanted to start you with what we have on ESPN.com. Mel Kuyper has his first mock draft of the year released. And for Bears fans, this is going to be one of the hottest topics of the offseason. What should the Bears do at number one? Should they stick at one? Should they move back? Should they draft a defensive player? Should they try to move back into a sweet spot to find a wide receiver? There's a lot to get into with the NFL draft. Now, Mel Kuyper Jr. was on Waddle and Sylvie earlier this afternoon. Check it out on the podcast page on the ESPN Chicago app. We have the mock draft, his first mock draft from ESPN.com in front of us. Now, the idea here is that the Bears do not move out of number one now we're going to talk to you about this throughout the the spring chances are the bears will move from number one they'll move back they'll probably likely collect assets in the draft and that is something that i think most of us here in the city kind of think that the bears should do is move out of one to then get more assets and then find your player for the future you say that but let me paint a horrible picture okay like the kind of picture that if a small child were to give it to you you'd be like that's great what is am i related to the small child no okay yeah so so i would just you can just throw this i wouldn't i wouldn't do that in front of the child no no no. you wait but i'd I'd you wait let them leave and then at some point it would find it's not going on your fridge well well the fridge you know we have one of those fridges where you can't actually stick magnets to it god you're never having kids (laughs) so so yeah you're right we we wouldn't be able to put it on the fridge but we keep it on the island the kitchen counter like a keepsake Uh, yeah that's possible i I saved it it's in like a a folder somewhere sure so what if the folder called the trash yeah what if what if (laughs) Houston and Indianapolis just say, eh, we're fine. Well, wait. Yeah, we're, we know. Look, like we know we you know, don't need a quarterback. You don't need a quarterback. Right. We know the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Sure. You just paid Kyler Murray a butt ton of money. Right. So you're not getting rid of him. So we're good. No, no, no. You're fine. We're fine. You do you, Bears. You do you. And the Bears have to. There's the phone's not ringing. No one's answering Ryan Poles' phone calls. And they have to select someone. They have to select Jalen Carter or Will Anderson because they're not going to take a quarterback. Because this idea of drafting Bryce Young and just holding on to him and hoping that someone wants him is flawed because that's you're not, the, go, the art of negotiation has failed there. But if they have to, this to me is the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, the Texans just go, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, doesn't matter. You're not picking one of them, so fine. We'll just take whoever's there, and they do. And the Colts say, you know what? We're fine with all three quarterbacks, too. So whoever's there, we'll just take them. And then the next team that's going to need a quarterback, the Seahawks. He has the Seahawks taking Will Levis. They might need a quarterback. They might not need a quarterback. The the, the Lions might need one. Then the Raiders say, yeah, maybe we'll take one, maybe we won't. And then the trading starts after the Bears, but the two teams that need a quarterback right behind the Bears, the Colts and the Texans, just say, you know what? We like all three, and whoever's there is there because we know 
you're not taking a quarterback. I, I think the heat in the kitchen would have to be turned up by like Carolina, right? Like if Carolina, uh, Las Vegas, like you mentioned, if those teams try and jump up the board to get uh, ahead of Arizona, say a three, uh, which would be in front of the Colts who, who could take a quarterback based on your philosophy, just waiting. The Texans and the Colts theoretically could just wait because the Bears don't need a quarterback and the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. So the, the, the heat would have to be turned up by Vegas, Carolina, or maybe someone else later in the first round who is before you get to some of those playoff teams like the Jets or the Titans or teams that are not expected to be desperate for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's where it would have to kind of set off a domino effect. But you're right. There is the possibility the teams say, we know the Bears won't take a quarterback. So why do we need to move? Like the Texans don't really have to move no. or do anything unless they're fearful of someone jumping ahead of them to get to one for that bear spot to select the Bryce Young, the player that they want. So Mel Kuyper's mock draft, his first edition on ESPN.com. The number one pick, he has the Bears staying there and taking Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Number two would be Houston, and they select C.J. Stroud. So uh, um, Mel Kuyper has C.J. Stroud as the number one quarterback off the board. Number three, Arizona. They stay where they're at, and they take Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama. Number four, Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, goes to the Colts. And then we get to Seattle at five, which takes a quarterback as well, Will Levis from Kentucky. So we have three quarterbacks going in the top five picks, but not number one and not number three. So nobody has to move to get a quarterback that they want for the future. And that's what Mel Kuyper has in his mock draft. He also has, I believe, in the top 10, he has another quarterback going. Mm-hmm. At number 10, I believe. Nine, Anthony he, Richardson going to yeah, the Panthers. No, to the Panthers. Okay, so the Panthers are the other team that I said, you know, as far as teams who could create some heat, as far as moving up the draft board to find that quarterback for the future. Mm-hmm. So he has Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, going to the Panthers at nine. So that's what Mel Kuyper has on ESPN.com today. But of course, the, the thing to kind of note is he is not taking in to consideration trades and move backs. Yeah, the other thing to consider here is teams like Oakland and teams like Carolina or teams like, you know, even Tennessee. I would say more Oakland and Tennessee. Teams that think that they're ready to win now. Vegas. Teams that, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Teams that think that they are ready to win right now, they might go the route of Tom Brady or trading for Aaron Rodgers or maybe Derek Carr ends up in Tennessee or something like that. Like that's the other the other chip that has to fall first before some of this stuff has to happen, right? Before this draft happens. You need to know that Vegas doesn't need a quarterback. You have to know that Tennessee doesn't need a quarterback or maybe Carolina makes that move because they think for some reason that they're ready to win too. But I would say that the two main candidates is you need to you need to go to Indianapolis and say, "Hey, who do you like?" You need to move up before Houston takes them because Houston's a wild card. We don't know what they're going to do. But you, you need to basically do what happened to Ryan Pace a few years ago when he got bamboozled into taking Mitchell Trubisky. Sure. And was like, hey, someone's going to move and take him. And you're like, we're the second pick. Like, bamboozled. Who's gonna... Conviction. He had conviction on nah, Trubisky. Bamboozled. He was a big fan. No, nah, he was tricked. Conviction. He was suckered. I he heard on, uh, on Cap and Company back in the Run day, luck. there's strong conviction as far as uh, pace and his love he affair got, got, for Mitchell Trubisky. He got held down by a bot. He was a big, big fan. 
He's so, really into them. You have to try and convince those teams, right? Or even Carolina, like you mentioned. Hey, or trade back twice. You know, Mel mentioned that with Waddle and Sylvie. Trade with the Colts or the Texans and then trade back again with the Panthers and be like, hey, man, there's a run on quarterbacks coming. You need to get in that top four because someone's going to come in and try to take them before you do. So maybe get up a little bit more, a little bit higher and try to do this. Like it's going to those first like half the first half hour of the draft is going to be so important for the Bears future. It's going to be great that you're going to hopefully, hopefully see a flurry of trades from the Bears that come down to the last second where it's like, all right, the pick is in and we're hearing a trade and the Bears have traded back to number four with the Colts and then they've traded back again. And that's what you hope to see. But as of right now, Mel Kuyper is not taking any of that in consideration. This is just who he believes these teams would take if trades were not allowed. So Kuyper has the Bears selecting Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia, number one overall. Bears fans, here's the question. 312-332-3776. If this is how it plays out and the Bears stay at number one, and they select Carter, the tackle, defensive tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs at number one. Would you be happy with this? Would this be okay? Because I don't know if we're all setting up the expectations that they're going to move back, they're going to collect all these different assets. If the Bears stick at one and arguably get the best player in the draft, Jalen Carter, I think that's debatable. You could say one of the quarterbacks, Bryce Young probably, or you could say Will Anderson, but those are likely to be the three options for the best quarter, the best player in the NFL draft this year. If the Bears stay at one and get that best defensive player, would you be happy? Would this be a successful first pick for the Chicago Bears to select a defensive player, number one overall, when you have the opportunity with teams behind you who need quarterbacks to move back to get more assets based on where you're at now as a franchise. You have so many holes on this roster. Would you be happy at 312-332-3776? Would you be happy about this? No, no, absolutely not. Listen, I understand you might be mesmerized by the prospect of Jalen Carter shoring up that middle of the defense, being the run stopper, the guy that gets his hand in the face of the quarterback every once in a while during a game, maybe generates a sack, generates a double team, uh, you know, on, on certain plays, can get to the, can open up for the rest of your defensive ends that you hope to sign or trade for, whatever you end up doing, right? That's all, that's Stop all in good. Run. Yeah. Run stopper. That's cool. Your run defense has been terrible. Okay. But then what about your offensive line and what about your wide receivers and what about your linebackers and what about more offensive linemen and what about more linebackers and what about like there's so many more holes on this team that you're not a Jalen Carter or Will Anderson away from competing. Like if you wait and get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, I know you're not going to get them. But Mel even said it like listen to the interview. This is not a very deep draft for a lot of a lot of players. Defensive end. And tackles, yeah, it's, pr- it's kind of deep. You can get some depth there in the second round, in the late first round. So if you trade back, yeah, you're not getting the big name of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, but you're getting decent players, and then you're also getting picks. Also, I don't necessarily believe that this team is a playoff team next year. So you're going to be drafting in the middle somewhere. I still expect them to be around seven, eight wins, but I don't think you're going to be making the playoffs. Maybe you do. But I expect them to be drafting somewhere around 15, 16, 17. So you still have an opportunity to get a good player next year, too. This team is not going to be ready. You have to support your quarterback. People need to see what Justin Fields can do. 
So you have to shore up the offensive line and you have to get in weapons. You have to evaluate him at some point. And that only happens if you trade back and get more picks and add and fill up more of these holes on this team. Jonathan, in his car, calling ESPN 1000. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. What's up? Hey, so my question is, you know, the Bears, you know, they, they got rid of Mack. They got rid of Roquan Smith. Yeah. This season, they've known that their offense was terrible, and they're now going to be in a position where the best player available for them is a def- you know is a stud defensive player, so they're going to probably take him. And you know why didn't they keep these other two guys? And they could have maybe they could have maybe selected somebody who's an offensive alignment or something else, and would have seemed to move the team forward. We seem to be this is like Groundhog Day, starting again with the defense. Yeah, right, because you rip apart pieces, but now you need to find those pieces to kind of fix a team going forward. Thanks for the call, Jonathan. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. Ken Broadview, you're on ESPN 1000. What do you think, Ken? Um, I'm, I'm going to co-sign. As much as I like um, the tackle from Georgia, it's a bad move for the Bears. They do not need to focus on defense right now. They need to protect Justin Fields, period. I'll end my call. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for the phone call. So Mel Kuyper released his mock for the NFL draft uh, today on ESPN.com. He has the Bears staying at number one, taking Jalen Carter, defensive tackle to Georgia. Bears fans, if that happened, if the Bears didn't move out of one and they selected defensive player number one overall, would you be happy? We'll take your calls next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We're talking Bears with you here on ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah. Mel Kuyper has the Bears staying at one in his mock draft today on ESPN.com and taking Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Now, the one thing that we have to add is in his mock draft, they did not incorporate trades back or up. So the Bears had to stay at one, and they take the uh, defensive tackle from Georgia. Bears fans, would you be happy if the Bears stayed at one and selected a defensive player. Your call's at 312-332-3776. Joel, on the west side, you're on ESPN 1000. Yes, indeed. First of all, thanks for taking my call, fellas. No problem, man. What's going the on? Bears, I will not be upset, absolutely not, if they use the number one pick on a defensive player, particularly the big guy from Georgia. Here is why. Our defense was absolutely terrible. They couldn't stop nobody. I believe they are the reason why we lost games. So, we are, this is not the drive to be selfish. We need to take this number one pick because all the other teams know we don't need a quarterback. They know our defense sucks and they know our offensive line sucks. There's no lineman that's that good to go number one. So, everybody knows what we're doing. So, go with the number one pick, get the best guy, and you and I was and I was telling the producer use the rest of the picks. To plug holes for the defense, sure. and then next year we can start poking holes to the offensive line. That's my take, fellas. All right, thanks, Joel. Thanks for the call, man. See, the problem with that, Joel, and thanks for the call, is that the Bears have eight draft picks right now for the 
2023 draft, right? Right. And let's say like two of the two to three of those picks probably aren't going to work out because they're late round picks, right? So let's call it five picks that need to be difference makers, right? Five to six picks that need to be difference makers. That's hoping that you get five to six. Okay. Are they five to six players away from being competitive and winning the division and going to the playoffs? I could see. I could. I could spin an argument to you that they're five to six players away from being competitive. I could okay. give you that. To to win and competing in the playoffs? No, probably not. Okay. It's probably more. It's probably like ten. They were you could argue that they were competitive this year because they were in a lot of one score games. Well that, and that's why I'm saying that's how I could spin it, is if you're giving me five solid almost star level players to fix either on the defensive line or a number one wide receiver, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, they're a competitive team. I could see it. Okay. But they're not. Because they only won three games and outside of the second round. This isn't a very deep draft of talent, so you're not getting the best players. You're going to get a lot of guys that might be good. They're going to be starters, but might be projects, like Kyler Gordon was this year. Josh and Batavia, you're on ESPN 1000. Hi, Jets. So if Ryan Poles does not leverage this pick, I will be very upset with him. What I'd like to see is DeForest Buckner, if we can do it, in a trade for the fourth round pick from the Colts. You know they want a quarterback. Sure. We get our D tackle. I don't think Jalen Carter has the motor. I don't like using the one pick there. So you get a proven tackle who's six eight and a monster. You might be able to get I think it's Anderson from Alabama. You get two guys for your defensive minded head coach and you create options for yourself of multiple picks. If you don't want to get Anderson, you could trade that pick again gaining leverage and you might go OTAC you might get um, the tackle from Northwestern so you get a guy in the center of the field on defense and you get a guy for our franchise quarterback in Justin Fields it makes all the sense in the world that we leverage that luck that Lovey gave us with <laughs> creating something great sure absolutely thanks for the call Josh I appreciate it and, and I, I agree with what Josh has to say the, the Bears have to make it appear as if it is possible mm-hmm. they could take a quarterback at one. Now, Ryan Poles left it kind of open. He didn't necessarily say 100% Justin Fields is our quarterback to the future. He didn't absolutely say we will not take a quarterback the last time we heard from Ryan Poles. The last thing he said was that we would have to be wowed mm-hmm. by a quarterback. Well, guess what? The best part for, for Poles and, and the Bears front office and everyone else in the league is that there will be pro days. There will be the scouting combine. There will be situations where the Bears can leak that maybe they are being wowed by one of the Stroud, Young, or Levis quarterbacks that are going to be available. Listen, I need those picks, man. I need, and I don't mean like draft picks. I need those pictures. I need those pictures of Ryan Poles in. in, in a, what? I need those pictures of Ryan Poles at the Ohio State Pro Day talking to oh, Ryan Day. Gotcha. I need to be like, what are they? What are they yeah. talking about? I need those pictures of him in the stands at the Alabama Pro Day with the binoculars, looking at, at at Bryce Young and seeing what he's doing. I need him to be like, why is he in Kentucky? What is he doing at Will Le- Will Levis's Pro Day? I need those pictures because that creates the illusion of maybe you never know. Maybe. Bob in hometown. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. What's uh, up? Adam, I just want to congratulate you and your wife. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. And then now I want to know what you guys think about uh, any of the 49ers quarterbacks, especially if if they do win the Super Bowl, what are they going to do with Garoppolo and Trey Lance? Do you think they might, people are going to be after them or Purdy or, I mean, those guys will be in high demand too, you think, right? 
Yeah, I think Garoppolo will. And, and Bob, to answer your question, if the 49ers go on to win the Super Bowl, your quarterback for the future will be Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and Trey Lance will be his backup. With with the idea that perhaps Trey Lance may catch lightning in a bottle and become the great player that he was drafted to be. I would say Jimmy Garoppolo at that point is out the door. If they go on to win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, he's out. I think if they even get to the Super Bowl. I yeah, think I think possible. I think they you, are floating the concept that like it was up till this week where they were floating out there that possibly today, Garoppolo could play in the championship game if he was healthy. If Shanahan he was said today healthy. he was going to have a, a, an X-ray, but he said he doesn't believe he'll be out there. He'll be available. Right. So I mean, he's Brock Purdy is at least in pencil right now as the starter for next year, and that could be gone over with a pen or sharpie if they win on Sunday. Like that's I can definitely see that, especially the way he's been playing. They're not winning in spite of him. They're putting up points because of him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Their offense has been fantastic. And because of He's that, not playing like a rookie quarterback. Who cares what the name is? The name could be yeah. Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It doesn't. If you're putting up those numbers, it doesn't matter. You're going to go with the guy that's winning you games, and if they believe that they could win games and get to a Super Bowl and win next year with Brock Purdy, they'll do that. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's Matt. up, Matt? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my phone call. No problem, Pulse was at the Ohio State game when they played Northwestern. I know it was a crappy game. But yeah, he was. You remember? There. You on got the, the tall picture. grass? Yeah, but just going in your backyard's a little bit different than getting on the PJ yeah. and going to the pro day. <laughs> remember that day, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I Northwestern kept I it close for a half. Day, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, it was a windy day. I don't think he would take him for that. But anyway, <laughs> but I want to ask you guys, I, I, I heard what you said. Like, if they do take the Carter or Anderson with a first pick, is do you trust uh, Williams, the defensive coordinator. I- I'm just worried because I know when, when you guys, you know, at Bell, you always tell me about the DVOA. When the defense did have Roquan and and uh, Quinn on the roster, we were in the top ten. But then when they fell out, you know, then they're just like we just didn't get any sacks or nothing happened after that. And just the bottom fell out, and I just didn't see any front for the front seven. So I'm just worried. I don't know what Allen Williams is as regarding this DC. So I don't know if he good, does get that great talent. Can he get the best out of him? I don't know. I think it's a fair point, Matt, and I would also add that conversation to uh, my criticism of Matt Eberflus at this point this season. Look at the Eberflus defenses from the Colts. It's not like they were the number one defense at any point. Uh, They were good, uh, but usually the guys who get gigs as head coaches who were defensive coordinators, Mm -hmm. usually those guys had like the number one defense in all football. You know, like DeMarco Ryans will get a job. But he has the 49ers defense, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. the number one defense in football. He'll get a gig. It's unusual that the guy hanging around 8 or 10 is, like, the defensive yeah. coordinator that gets a gig. And then his defense this season didn't improve. But pe- people apparently dislike my opinion on that because they think that the Bears have no talent. So why even bother trying to compete? Well, the, also, the other problem is after they traded Roquan and Robert Quinn, where's the depth? That's the other problem with this team. There's no depth. You don't have next guy up. I mean, look at the Eagles, right? The Eagles lost a bunch of dudes on defense and were just able to maintain. Now, they weren't the number one defense or anything like that. They were able to maintain until guys got healthy and came back. Now, you need to add depth, and that's going to come with the amount of money that you have and, and hopefully accumulating more draft picks. But what if you don't trade and you do end up drafting Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and they get hurt in the second game of the season. I know it's football. Anybody can get hurt any given time. But you need to, the best teams are the deepest ones also. Like, you have to have a next man man up mentality is great, but if the guys that are behind the other guys are bad, 
it doesn't really matter, right? Deep teams with young talent exactly. are usually the teams that eventually win. And so, yeah, yeah it's good to have Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, but if there's nobody to back them up and the talent behind them is what we have on the field this last season, they're going to be in last place again. Rich and Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call, number one. Let's, no let's, 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 let's start with the beginning. Number one, I don't think Jalen Carter is the best defensive player in this draft. I think Will Anderson is. Let's, let's just start with that. But the one thing, you kind of just hit on it there in the last caller. We're the number one team with the most cap room, right? So let's, let's, let's start there. Yeah, we should probably trade the pick. But if we can't get the value for what we want, then let's do what we got to do, take the best defensive player, which I, I think is Will Anderson, because Mel Kuyper said it best. There's not a lot of value in defensive players, sure. linemen, in this draft. So take what you're going to get, the best player you can get, which is Will Anderson. Take the player, because we do have the most cap room to fill in this roster with and then draft what we can. And yeah, you want to hit four or five players you hope that you can hit them with, but you want to take the best. If there's not a lot of value, then take the best one you can get. You know you're getting better than anybody else. And use your cap room to build this roster to have the depth that you can get to make it the best you can. Don't forget that we have all that money to build this roster with. And that's all I got, guys. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Rich. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah. We're talking bears with you. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Brighton Oak Park, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Brett? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're good, man. What do you got? You know, I think you guys were just hitting the nail on the head a little bit on the depth issue. Um, I think you absolutely trade that first that first pick. If you trade back to, to Indy, you, you're still going to get one of the two guys. It doesn't, you know, we talk about not adding enough value. Well, more than the pick you have is enough value if you're still going to get one of the two guys you're deciding between. Um, so that's point one. Point two, the conversations, mostly from your colleagues, you guys have been the most reasonable, but on the roster construction, have been driving me bananas. To say the Bears have no talent is just, it, it's just a cop-out. The, the, it's completely ignoring the domino effect. You don't need, some guy called the other night and get said us in you trouble, need 17 Brett. new starters. A guy called the other night, a caller called the other night and said you need 17 new starters. Yeah, that's okay. absurd. What you, what you need is studs. It's not as if you have no talent, but when you have mediocre talent and there's no studs in between, they're not going to perform. But you plug in two defensive linemen that dis- disrupt, and the defensive line suddenly looks good, even the guys that we have today. You plug in one more offensive lineman, the offensive line looks, looks a lot better. We have some pieces to build on, but you need a stud in between them. And that's how these teams go from worst to first, and it happens or worse to playoffs or whatever the case may be. It happens all the time. Yeah, so it does it, each and every like year. that far off. Yeah, Brett, uh, we were probably listening to the same thing uh, probably earlier today uh, where, where someone was uh, arguing uh, in the idea that teams go from worst to I'm first. It happens every single year, and, and that 
strong-minded producer was being told that that doesn't happen. Were you listening to the same thing I was listening to, Brett? I, I wasn't listening to that today, but there's been plenty of it lately. And I will say, Sylvie was saying a few weeks ago, he was saying that can we trust polls? And he was using the wide receivers that polls signed as an example that maybe he doesn't know how to evaluate offensive talent. Sure. Do you guys really think that any wide receiver that polls signed last year was intended to be a long-term stud selection for the wide receiver core. Well, he was literally filling the roster with one-year contracts just to, to have people on the field because he knew he was setting it up for this year with the cap space and the draft picks. I'll give him more of a pass when it comes to St. Brown, but he, he gave St. Brown a new mm, contract, yeah. so he's back in the mix he, for next year. And then with Pringle, I, I, can, I can understand your point. I cannot give him a pass, though, for Chase Claypool. If Claypool does not work out then Sylvie may have a point there where we all have to question polls and his ability to uh, analyze wide receivers. And, and I know it's not signing, but drafting Velas Jones. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, that's, that's an issue, too. Completely, completely agree on the Velas Jones front. St. Brown was re-signed to what? Uh, like a $600,000 contract or yeah, something? Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's a one-year deal. Considering how much money you mix. have, it's not a lot of money. Fifth wide receiver yeah. who, who blocks in the run He's game. Exactly that. And you paid him even less than, than for that. But, right? like, Darnell Mooney's going to come back. He's not a number one, but he could be. he better be a decent two or three. And you've got Claypool, who should hopefully be a decent two or three. And then you what? draft a couple wide receivers. Maybe maybe someone it becomes disgruntled in the offseason. You know, DeAndre Hopkins wants out, so maybe you trade for him somehow, or maybe Devontae Adams somehow. Like, There's always moves to be made to shore it up. Uh, but you're right. There's not... Look, you don't need 17 new starters. I would say the secondary is good. The secondary starters are all going to be there. Um, yeah. And like you said, the offensive line isn't the worst... In the end, like because of injuries, they became the worst. But at times, they were formidable during the during the middle part of the season when Fields was going off and started developing more as a passer and was running all over the place. They were playing very well. Let, let me ask you this, yeah, Adam. If if the Bears were able to get a number one wide receiver somehow, right? Whether that's Devontae Adams doesn't want to play without Derek Carr in, in Oakland or. Hopkins, like you mentioned, or whatever the case may be, or they draft, you know, that uh, that turns out to be it right away, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Mooney looks like a pretty good two. Yeah, Claypool, you can't write off. How many times have you seen a wide receiver traded in the middle of a season? Not often, mm-hmm. right? You, you have good examples. Beckham did fine with LA, and you know, whatever. You can come up with a couple, but we can't say that's that, that's still an if. But if if you're only relying on him to be a number three. Right or yeah. or Pringle to be a number four. Yep. All of a sudden, you're you you plugged in one guy, and your receiving core looks pretty good. Yep, so absolutely. Everybody's ignoring that domino effect, and and it's just been constant. It's on these reels. Oh, Brett, oh, not, no everyone. No Remember, not everyone. Remember, not everyone. This not is the show. Not everyone. Measured approach here on Blocking Abdallah. I said you guys you two have been the most reasonable, <laughs> and I meant that. That's how I let it. So, hey, Brett, just always anyway. remember: not enough talent to win. Not enough talent. <laughs> thanks enough for the talent good. to lose by four yes thank, thanks for the call brett appreciate you we All go right. from thanks, we go from brett to tom in palatine you're on espn 1000 what's up tom yeah, yeah kind of a follow-up on that question i mean when you think when you look at the offensive line i mean we think we found our right guard of the future in jenkins right i think everyone's 
more or less on board that he can be a, a part of our offensive line when we're good. And maybe the same is true for Braxton Jones at left tackle, or maybe you slide him over to right tackle, right? The question is, how many more pieces do you need next year? Do you need one? Do you need two? Do you need three? Do we trust Cody White here? Do we? Tr- I mean, God, I don't trust Sam Mustafer to save my life. I don't know if we've trust Lucas Patrick. I mean, Lucas Patrick's not even on the roster. I right? mean, he, he was on a one-year deal, I think. I how many? So. I like how, Tevin Jenkins. How many do we need? I like Tevin Jenkins. I think Tevin Jenkins came on pretty well after you remember the yeah. the, the off season of he doesn't want to oh. be here, and then he was sitting out of camp, and then eventually they worked him in. I thought Tevin Jenkins, when healthy, did a very good job. He just needs to stay healthy, yeah. and he didn't have a he didn't have a, ever had like a serious injury like the back injury like he did last year, no. right? This past or two years ago, good. this past year was small injuries, and then he would come back and try to play. So I thought that he played well. Um, you know, I feel like Braxton Jones is whether wherever position they end up. Uh, putting him, he's going to be there. So you probably need, you still probably need three to four linemen just for depth too. Because again, when one of as bad as Cody Whitehair or Mustafer were, when they got hurt, right. the guys that were backing them up were god awful. Like you have to, those guys, the Mustafers and the Whitehairs should be your backups. Like that's what you need to do to this team. You need to add so many players, not as starters, just as solid depth pieces because players are going to get hurt. And if you see this happen and the pieces start falling around Justin Fields like they did towards the end of the season, then we're going to be in the same situation that we were before. I'll say this, and thanks for the call, Tom. I, I'm more concerned about the defensive line now because offensively, even though all of the injuries and how god-awful they were at times this season, still the number one rushing team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And and you can give a lot of that credit to Justin Fields <laughs> yeah. and to the running backs, but the, the offensive line was a part of creating some of those holes for Montgomery, for Herbert, to find space to run, and even Justin Fields on designed runs to allow them to be the number one rushing team in the in the league. I I get that it's something they need help with, offensive line depth, uh, and they need better players on the offensive line. But to me, watching games on Sundays, there's a lot of teams that have oh, problems yeah. on the offensive line. To me, a, a more glaring concern is the inability to stop the run on the defensive side of things or get to the quarterback. The Bears yeah. couldn't get to a quarterback to save their lives no. this season. All right, Abdallah, ready for this? Here we go. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Every, every. Uh, black. All right, we're setting we're, set, we're setting a timer, Chase. Chase, ready? Abdallah's setting a timer ready? on you tonight. Ready? How about that? Ready? No, 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 ready? No. Go. He no. says no. no. Go. He You're says wasting no. time. You're wasting time. Go. <laughs> hey, go. Abdallah. Go. I can't start until I cannot start. What? Until I get this started off right now. Stop wasting time. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, You're wasting time. <laughs> wasting time. How are you doing tonight? You're wasting time, man. You got thirty more se- you got thirty more seconds. You better go. I'm not gonna hang up on him. Thirty seconds and I'm hitting the sounder. You can't do anything. I got a sounder again. I'm done, I gotta answer question. You bet dude, you got twenty seconds. Go! How would you feel? How would you feel if the Bears traded Justin for uh, Trubisky? How would you feel about that? You woke up next Ten, nine, eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four, three, uh, uh, no, two, one. Bye, Chase. <laughs> That's not nice. That wasn't we'll talk friendly. To him tomorrow. No, I wasn't. He wanted to talk. He wanted to talk bulls. We're talking bears.
He used his time. He wanted to talk bulls. He used his time he, to make a joke. He used his time to ask he you. Get, he got listen about Mitchell Trubisky. He got he got his he got his time. He he used it unwisely. All calls welcome, including Mo in Frankfurt. Absolutely. Hello, Mo. Good evening, fellas. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Yes. Um, um, this is mostly going to be towards uh, Adam. Um, Adam, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Yes. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah, go yes. ahead. <laughs> DVOA. Yeah. What the hell is that? I, I was talking to your producer, Nick. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that means. And he tried to explain it, and I got more confused. What does DVOA mean? Uh, it, it's, it. it's basically like football war with baseball. It takes into effect all of the plays on offense and defense and compares them to the rest of the National Football League. It's got an equation to it. You can also do weighted DVOA, which puts more weight on the games in the later season when teams are dealing with injuries and also become more complete. Because honestly, if we're rating the Bengals at the beginning of the season versus the Bengals at the end of the season, they're basically two completely different teams. They have the same players, but we all know that football season is very long and that eventually teams are what they are at the end of the season more so than at the beginning of the season. So that's what DVOA is. Shorten it up. Uh, give us one sentence there, Abdallah. I think Mo and I got a little lost in that, uh, I, that I, description. I, 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 here's the thing. How, how about this? How about this? The top, the top, four, the top four teams uh, in, in the playoffs now are among the top five teams in DVOA. So it usually, it usually works out. Mo, it takes into account every down and distance for an entire season. Yeah. It's an efficiency metric. Okay. Uh, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I hold on. I'm seeing stars. I think okay. he's more confused. I, I yeah. I, actually, you messed it up even more for okay. me. But it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll look. I'll Google it. How about that? Yeah, sure. yeah. Anyway, go to Football it. Outsiders and look yeah. it up. They got a great essay about it. I do want. Um, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a cool segment for you guys. If you oh, you're coming up with segments like, for us now. Okay. Hey, hey, man, hey, I want to make your show better than ever because you sure. guys have the well, best we show. Need, you we know need that. the help. The aquarium so. update. <laughs> it's like ask the host a question. So oh, basically okay. you have the callers come in and ask you guys a That's question. Like, so here's show. my first question. How did you guys meet? Have you, you listened guys? to the show before? How did, how did we meet? That's your question? It's, uh, yeah. That's your question know. for us? How did we meet? We met in high school. Yeah. Uh, alphabetical convenience. Adam Abdallah, Chris Bleck. We sat close to each other in class and both had a common dislike for algebra and government and a, a common enjoyment a common enjoyment in <laughs> oh my god girls you know with what? close had... last names to us as well shout uh, out so like when shout i was in Clover. high school the it was the tales. same thing for <laughs> so in high school is the same thing for me yeah. i was mo and then i was sat next to a guy named ron so the teacher would be like mo Ron, moron. Wait, what? Hey. And then, uh, and then uh, the Lester guy. <laughs> what? Mo Lester. All right, that's worst. enough. That's it. <laughs> Man, what is it? Friday? No. Oh, speaking of Friday, I wish it was. Speaking of Friday, just let this. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. <sighs> Shuffle the papers a little bit. I don't even know why I have these. They're props. <laughs> these, you don't do any work. This is, this is, these are just a prop. 
It's like I feel like I'm uh, Letterman, where he just yeah. throws them when he's done with them. Yeah, because they don't really do it. Uh, we have a nice song of the night coming up. We do on the show. It's lit, and we'll tell you about that coming up next. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. We've been talking a lot of Bears football. We'll continue talking Bears football with you tonight here on the show at 312-332-3776. We also have a good song of the night coming up. Well, actually, you know what? We may like the song of the night, but I think a lot of people are going to be upset at the selection this evening. Well, we'll get to that in just a moment here on ESPN 1000. Uh, you didn't want to hear from Chase on his thoughts on the Bulls last night. The Bulls lose to the Pacers 116-110. to You uh, You weren't interested in hearing about the Bulls? choke away another game at the end they're now 22 and 25 on the season you, you didn't want to, the trade deadlines uh february 9th so uh seven games before the deadline for the bulls you know by the way since december the 18th remember that game that they gave up 150 points to the timberwolves that embarrassing loss the bulls Yeesh. have actually been playing some decent basketball they're 11 and 7 since december the 18th no really yeah, but last night, seven. last night was not very good. Okay, hold well, on. The, the stat was better yesterday oh, when we were on the air earlier when we were 11 tenth. and 6. So yeah, Still 10th. Yeah, they're 10th in the conference. Now, if you take the last half of last season paired with the first half of this season, Don't. this team has uh, played, they are 44 and 51 in that span from January 1st of last season. Is that how they see the playoffs this year? Well, I'm just, Is that I'm how just they're going to see the midseason tournament? If, if you remove the 24-10 and 10 record that they had through December of last year, this team has played sub-500 basketball for a full year now. Look, this is this, the trade line deadline is going to come and go in this front office, and I, it's the same as before. I know Carmen talked about it earlier today where are they better off? Like that question has come up now. Are they better off? Sure. I don't know if this team is going to make moves at the deadline. And I wouldn't be surprised if the deadline comes and goes and we're sitting here staring at the exact same team with maybe a minor tweak, but I don't think that they're going to do anything. And I told you guys, I told you guys. Remember what they told us, though. Continuity. They needed to keep this group together. And remember what Zach Levine said two years ago? He was going to play defense. Remember that? That was two years ago he said that. Did he? Yeah, he's your your max player, Someone's looking at Nikes on this computer. That's your max player. Uh, Cap usually sits there. Just like upstairs, someone's looking at Nikes. Wasn't Connor in uh, last week? Yeah, I guess. Connor wasn't. You you guys missed on that. Connor wasn't shopping. We were just discussing. Yeah, but he said that he, he looked it up. No, but yeah. that's not the problem. The problem was the search. <laughs> There's a problem? No, the, yeah, search, the search was the high like, top Jordan was. Yeah, high top well, it was the dorkiest way to search what he was trying to find. <laughs> it's because I was describing a shoe to yeah. him from my childhood, yes. and I couldn't recall the name of the specific shoe. Yes. So Connor was like, let me look it up. High top Michael and, Jordan and so athletic shoes. We were trying to find a generic Google image search yeah. of a bunch of Jordans, so then yeah. I could point it out. Yeah. Then, so, so in Connor's defense, it was two idiots who were trying to look. <laughs> like, I, I was a part of it. We were, we were discussing shoes. You think that you would have learned something from working with me for all these years about shoes? Yeah. That's well, okay, though. Blocking Abdallah each night around 6.50, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! 
Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go to the Chainsmokers. The song is titled Hashtag Sulky. When Jason's at the table, I kept on seeing him look at me while he's with that other girl. Do you think he was just doing that to make me jealous? Because he was totally texting me all night last night, and I don't know if it's a booty call or not. (laughs) So, like, what do you think? Did you think that girl was pretty? How did that girl even get in here? Do you see her? She's so short, and that dress is so tacky. Who wears cheetah? It's not even summer. Why does the DJ keep on playing summertime sadness? After doing the bathroom, can we go smoke a cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. Chainsmokers and their hit from 2013. Woo, 10 years ago. Well, Chris, funny you should ask. Uh, the street race that's coming here, the NASCAR Chicago yeah. street race that is coming here July 1st oh, and 2nd. Can't wait. Announced their concerts that are going to be going on oh, around that's the races. And that's the headliner during the July 1st and 2nd race will be none other than the Chainsmokers. Wow, you have the Chainsmokers, Miranda Lambert, the Black Crows, Charlie Crockett. There you go, headlining the Chicago Street Race with NASCAR. Fourth of July weekend. You know, there, there's nothing that I, I think people look forward to more than hanging out in downtown Chicago with NASCAR race cars driving around the yeah, streets. Because we don't need more traffic yeah, down here during need, the 4th of July. in Grant Park. That's exactly what Ugh. we need for the 4th. Now, you and I have seen the Chainsmokers. We have. We have we, celebrated Chainsmokers uh, aficionados, if you will. We saw the Chainsmokers at Excess in Vegas. Yeah, it was uh, it was hot. And uh, we got we got pretty close up there and then got a bunch of that smoke. Yeah. It was a good time. Now, now when we uh, when you mentioned Let's Play the Chainsmokers, we were looking through songs and I said do you remember the song selfie it's how they became like famous I didn't remember this part where there was just like talking. talking yeah but I know the beat like once I heard the beat I was like oh, I know the song yeah. like it was pretty ridiculous this song like went viral yes 10 years ago and people were like what's that stupid selfie song yeah and that's what propelled the chain smoker and now they're like all sad and like let me close it with the mixing of my rover <laughs> all right well there you go so look forward to that Fourth of July weekend. NASCAR will be on the streets of Chicago and the Chainsmokers will be playing a concert. Chainsmokers Selfie. It's your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.